Hey, what's up, guys? It's your girl, Shakima, back again here on Family of the Dozen in One podcast. And of course, you know, I have the one and only Mr. Pastor Paul Peoples here. Is that my name now, Mr. Pastor? <laughs> <laughs> my name has changed so many times. What's going on, America? How y'all doing? And he don't know what today's topic is about to be. We're about to tell him right now. Today's topic is going to be about the joys of. Can you finish my sentence? Me or you? Oh, me. Uh, The joy of Paul. That is so sweet. Oh, boo. Stop it. But no, it's going to be the joy of pioneering. So yeah, I I was you know just thinking today, what could the topic be? Hmm. I was praying about it, talking to God. I'm like, how can we make it more, you know, interesting, fun? Um, what is something that we both enjoy? Like where are we at right now in life? Just a lot of thoughts. And I was like, pioneering. Wow. So we're gonna start with you. Well, of course. Um, <laughs> So, I guess what we could talk about... Mr. uh, Pastor. As far as pioneering goes, Mm -hmm. is uh, pioneering can be be anything, you know what I mean? Okay. Especially when you talk about pioneering the church. Um, You're pioneering a church if you you have a Bible study. Okay. You know, if you have a Bible study, you want to uh, have a pioneering mindset for that Bible study. Go out, witness to people. Mm -hmm. Um... Treat it as if it's your own mini church. Yeah. You know, even if you belong to a church, even if you go to a church. Personalize um, it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Especially if you go out and meet people, they're going to be faithful and loyal to your Bible study first before we even start talking about service, actual services. Right. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that mindset comes early. You know, it comes early as... um, as a uh, fellowships, um, yes. When I, as I was growing up in the faith, um, we we had many fellowships, but we called them parties. You know what I mean? <laughs> we called them parties. We get the studio rolling. You know, I ra- I rap, so you know we you know we we would have uh, you know these rap parties or yes, um, guys. He's a, a rapper. I'm not a rapper. Um, <laughs> that's an inside joke. Some of y'all get it. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, um, even with the fellowships that we would have, um, that became its own pioneering act, okay. you know, and come, come, Hey man, y'all coming to the party? Y'all coming to the party on Thursday? Hey, you know, we party every Thursday. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Y'all coming? Hey, hey, this Thursday we, we hitting up, um, uh, roller, roller skating, okay. you know, skate night. Let's go. You know, so pioneering, um, even when you're talking about pioneering a church, I just solely believe that that could mean anything because it's a mindset. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, it's not, uh, hey, I'm not a pastor, so I can't do this. No, anybody can do this. Right. Anybody can go out to Walmart, meet a friend, uh, go out to Target, meet a friend, go to the mall, you know, whatever have you. Um, and it, it, it really... This is funny. Target. Ooh. Right. Did you hear that, Pastor Howard? He (laughs) said Target. Speaking of. You know it's Walmart. (laughs) So, speaking of, I was actually about to talk about Pastor Howard. Mm -hmm. So, this is our pastor, uh, one of our pastors. Um, And uh, Pastor Howard said something one, one day. And it actually, believe it or not, it rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> it rubbed me the wrong way. He said that you have to have, I forget exactly the word he said, but I'm going to paraphrase. He said that you have to have a greedy mindset yes. when it comes to, uh, to pioneering and talking to people. Mm. Um I can't remember exactly what he said. I really want to say it. I want to, want to say what he said. It was something to the effect of satisfaction mm. that you're never, never satisfied. satisfied. Yeah. You're you're just, always, there's always more. There's always more. Right, there's always right. More to do. 
Right. So somebody like me, not boasting or anything like that, but um, I I do my best to make sure I have a good three or four people that I'm working with. And I can have the mindset because, you know, 10 kids, I'm married, um, got a job, got to work, you know, got I got a lot of things on my plate, ministry. Um, if I got a, a good three or four people, you know what I mean? I'm doing great. I'm satisfied. <laughs> I ain't ashamed to say it. I'm satisfied. You know, I'm, my time is, is booked. I have, I have one slot left and that's for sleep. You know what I mean? So, but... When he said that, you know, it was really challenging to me because mm. when I actually did take over a pastoral position, mm-hmm. it became, okay, I got four or five couples, um, but then um, what if something happens? What if somebody ups and moves? You know, life happens. Um, you definitely want to have a steady income of people mm-hmm. because you're building a church. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, that's that's the other side of it. Having that I'm never satisfied mentality. Okay, I understand that. So, let's bring it back a little bit. So, what was... Okay, before I get to that question. How long have you thought about pastoring? Like, for how many years, roughly? Uh, 11. Okay. 11 years, and I'll tell you why. My very first pastor was Pastor Prescott. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he never actually came out and said it, but uh, the atmosphere, if you will, okay. the atmosphere was if you if you didn't want if you didn't want a pastor, what in the world was wrong with you? <laughs> what you know what I mean? It was like that. Yes, yes. It's like yo, if you don't want to be a pastor, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like why wouldn't you want to go and, and okay. pastor take over a church? Pioneer work, go overseas, get get up and do something for God. What do you like? It was okay. the atmosphere was very very rough and rugged for us men. So um, so yeah, ever since I got saved, um, I was you know, and I started having a relationship with Pastor Prescott. Um, he kind of was planting those, not kinda. He definitely was planting those seeds of, wow, I could be a pastor. Wow, I could preach. Oh wow! I could do this, or I could do that. Things that I've never thought I was going to do. Okay. Um, yeah, and those seeds was planted real early in my salvation. Okay. So, what was your thoughts when Pastor Mitchell brought you into his office with the grand question? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, you're gonna hate me for this key. You're going to hate me because I'm going to use an analogy that I always use. And that's what Wally Coyote. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody knows Wally Coyote. That's the coyote on the Looney Tunes that chases the roadrunner. And when he finally caught the roadrunner on one of those episodes, which is like band or whatever. But he finally caught the roadrunner and he had no idea what to do with it. That was me. That was me. When Pastor Mitchell brought this to me, he said, hey, I want to plant a church, thinking about sending you to, it was kind of like, wow, this has been not my key motivation, but it has been a motivation for my life for mm-hmm. many, many years. Hey, I'm going to be a pastor one day. Hey, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was one of those things where I had, whenever I had to deep down and really deep, deep, and deep, deep dig. <laughs> You know, like, for instance, waking up in the morning for prayer, going to church. It's like, ah, oh, man, why am I doing this? I, I I love God. I love you, Jesus. But I could pray in my closet. That was something I could pull out mm-hmm. my hat. Right. Wait, you're going to be a pastor one day. Like, ah, oh, yeah, that's right. I got to go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now that I have achieved it, it was just like, wow. Now what? Mm-hmm. I would have to. Obviously, the answer is go pioneer, go to work. But it was just that really initial shock of, man, what do I do now? <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. I did it. Now what? <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, I, it was total shock for for sure. Yeah, I was definitely shocked too because there was no like talk up about it. You know, like I guess for me, it didn't go any way that I thought it would go. Such as, hey, and like. 
three months from now, we might have some conversations about sending you two out. You know, you guys get your questions ready or your thoughts or, you know, we're going to, um, you know, have these kind of conversation. It was none of that. It just was that day. The question was asked. And I just remember like looking over at my husband, but then like I was just, I was staring at Pastor Mitchell, but my mind was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> we ain't ready. Are we ready? I Okay, yeah, we're ready, but no, we're not ready. I don't know. And so I'm like, so I just said yes. I just let go of all the mind battles, all the thoughts of what ifs and, you know, all the stories I've heard from other people and all that. I blocked it out. When he asked, I said yes. Yeah, and I stood right. in that. I didn't change my mind. I didn't go backwards, you know? And that's the one time that I could say that I actually made a decision and there was no fear. Right, right. I can't say that I have ever done that before. I know I've told some of you guys that before, but there's always like a large decision like that. I mean, your, your whole life is gonna completely change. And to just say yes right then, that, that was just like, wow, okay, God, I'm trusting in you. I'm fully trusting in you. Right, so right. it was a beautiful thing to now see God moving tremendously. And it's more of God and less of us. Yes, yes, absolutely. And um, to piggyback off of that, um, there's a spiritual side to that. So when you're pioneering a work, especially if it's your first time, um, it's important that you do not get spiritually complacent. Now, what does that mean? So, um, as a Christian, not a pastor, but just as your, just as any Christian, you have certain practices mm -hmm. that you practice, certain disciplines, mm -hmm. um, certain sacrifices that you sacrifice before God. Mm -hmm. Whatever that is, that's between you and God. But it's important that you ramp that up a bit when you become a pastor. Okay. You know what I mean? And I tell you why, because when you're pioneering, not so much as taking over a work, but when you're pioneering, you're starting a, a church from scratch, mm. um, you will find that you're already been sent out with a certain anointing, if you will. Mm. You know, you know some scripture, you know Bible, um, uh, you're good with people, whatever your talent is uh, that you use for the Lord, mm -hmm. you're, on, you're on, let's just say you're on seven, mm -hmm. seven out of 10, right? And you're meeting people that are on zero. You get what I'm saying? So you're talking to people that is raw. Mm -hmm. Maybe you'll you'll uh, be blessed enough to find people that that uh, that that are are actually born again believers. Right. They're just looking for a church home, for whatever have you. But for the most part, you're talking to people that are extremely raw. Okay. And you can make the mistake of, you know, living off of the spirituality that you were sent out there with. Okay. You know, so that'd be kind of like, you know, you having uh, six water bottles and then you've been and then now you're sent to the desert mm -hmm. and you're just going to live off of those six water bottles. Okay. But that sounds yeah, retarded. Crazy. That sounds mm -hmm. terrible. Right. Uh, because anybody would know you need to be replenished. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So it's important that the replenishment comes from not just reading your Bible, not just doing all these things that you were doing before you were a pastor, okay. but it's important to ramp it up okay. because once it's ramped up, you know, now you're starting to get replenished mm -hmm. and then you'll hear things, you'll know because you'll know it from the fruits, you know, people will tell you, man, there's something different about you, mm -hmm. man, you, you, you studied all night for that one, didn't you? Or <laughs> Man, you came, you just showed up at my house. There's anointing on you. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, it's so, so easy to just wake up and be like, okay, I usually pray. I usually do this. I usually routine. read. I usually do, this is routine. So now I'm going to do it. And now the people that are raw, they're looking at you like, wow, this is good because they never heard it before. Mm -hmm. But you know, doggone well, that you're not giving it your all. Right. You need to ramp it up. Right. Let's go. You're a leader. You're leading the church. Right. Uh, the, the Bible says, and I, I was uh, convicted of this very early on when I was sent out. When you read, uh, go through Revelations, yeah. and, um, and Jesus is telling an account of all the all the churches, you know, in Revelations. 
And um, it's funny that every time that he starts uh, a book, every time he starts a new chapter and he talks to a new a new church, he addresses the pastor. But it doesn't say pastor. It uses the term angels. Um, and that right there kind of convicted me in this way where I'm looking at it like, okay, I'm the, I'm the angel of this church. I'm not an angel, brother God. I'm, this is a heresy. I'm not saying that I'm an angel. All right? No. I'm a regular person. Right. <laughs> Somebody said a fallen angel. Who said that? Pastor I, Howard. I heard you. Whoever said that. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that when I read that and I said, okay, I need to approach it as if I'm an angel. I need to ramp it up a, a little bit. Okay. You know, I need to get, I need to get an edge. You know what I mean? Okay. So that's really good. That's something I didn't know. Yeah. So that's very nice to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. So, another question. Sure. What has God done during this pioneering time that absolutely blew your mind? Something that blew my mind is right from day one, and this is something that I know that I knew it, but just to see it happen, it's like whoa. Mm -hmm. I'm about to say something cliche. God will build his church. <laughs> I'm sorry. God, I'm not downplaying it. You're, you're no, right. Yeah, God right. will build his church. So, I'm laughing because you've said that before. Right, yeah, yeah. So, I knew that. Yeah, That's yeah. why I'm laughing. Right, yeah. That's an insider. <laughs> But this is the thing. I knew that as well. Probably every pastor I ever had said that at some point in time. So it ain't like I don't know. But mm -hmm. to see it play out, it's like, so when we got out here, uh, we talked to, what, good, what do you say, Key? Like 60, 70 people on a week-to-week on -week basis? Yes. Okay, so let's just say 70, right? And out of those 70 people we talked to on a week-to-week -week basis, I want to say about what? 10, 15 of them are really interested in the idea of Jesus stepping into their lives and taking control, right? Okay, and out of those 10, 15 people, maybe about, what, four people are really open mm -hmm. and yeah. really adamant about, I will be there. Yeah. Count me in. Engaging. Right. Asking questions. Fair enough. So you devote your time towards those four individuals. Right. So here you are expecting these four individuals and as you start to start to dial into them and you start to, to build a relationship with these people, you know, you start to have some perceived notions about people like, okay, I see why you're really here. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, we'll see. Right. But then out of nowhere, one of the ones that you never thought in a million yeah. years would come, they come. Yeah. They're faithful. Yeah. They're asking questions. That's why you they, just never know. Right. And you then, cannot. And, and, I, and I'll be honest. And I'll be, I'll be completely honest. Sometimes I'm just looking like. What? Not in a, not in a negative way, but just. What are you doing here? Mm -hmm. You should have yeah. left long ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's that's the beauty of, of just the, the, the God aspect. Like God will build his church. You know, uh, some of our best friends. We do not understand what they say. <laughs> we have a Spanish couple. Oh my gosh. Yes, God. we have a Spanish couple. And, I, you know, that's my homeboy. I love her. That's, you know, we, we, we have a very deep relationship so with much. this couple. Isn't that crazy? We got you a know, deep relationship with some people that don't even know what we're saying. Right, we don't right. know what they say. Matter of fact, we go into their house here a little bit later. For a birthday for, party. For, for a celebration, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But to be honest, I didn't think that we would be this tight because right. there's right. a there's a communication barrier. Right. You know what I they mean? They understand Jesus. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They yeah. understand repentance. Right. They understand, um, you know, praying against demonic spirits and right. depression. Right. They understand right. that. So to answer your question, one of the things that blew, has blown my mind is just how God will build his church. Yeah. In my head, I'm thinking, okay, you're staying, you're staying, you're definitely staying. And then you have these people out of nowhere that's just, just dying like, what? 
I was about to get worried because Only people, God. you know, people aren't staying, but mm -hmm. people are locking in. Only God. It's the people that I would never think. Thank you, God. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that is just mind blowing. It's, it's God saying, hey, don't even worry about it. I'm going to build my church. I think what's mind blowing, what was mind blowing for me, a couple of things, but um, one of them was the, there's a, there's such a giving spirit in our church. Yeah. Yeah, there sure. is a given spirit. I'm not talking about, you know, finances. Yeah. I'm talking about their hearts, like yeah. the things that they say, the things that they do want to contribute to. I mean, before we could even, um, you know, mention something that might be a need, yeah. if they hear the task, yeah. they're already asking. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so much of a giving spirit that you can feel and see on them when you're talking yeah. to them, yeah. which is a beautiful thing. Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking. They're very much concerned about the church. I'm seeking. I'm thinking that I've got to uh, implement the the, the vision mm -hmm. of certain things. Like, okay, we you know we got to make sure that we're we're mindful of this. Mm -hmm. We're mindful mm -hmm. of that. No, I don't even have to implement it. It's, it just, it just wow. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, some some people will come to me and say, "Hey, I wasn't Christian. I, I thought I was, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm, not, I'm learning." So let me get this straight. You, I, you, you understand that you you're not Christian and you're still learning. You know you're a sinner, but even you have the have the ideas that this needs to happen and mm -hmm. that need to happen, and you mm -hmm. know it's just such a giving spirit. So I'm I'm definitely with you there. I'm to total agreeance. That also has blown my mind. Okay, so. Hmm, because this was not rehearsed. Right, so right, right, right. I'm thinking, what's another good question for Mr. Pastor Paul Peoples? Well, it's important too. It's also, I, will, I will also say this. It's important to not run for, from the pressure. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. Um, for oh, me... Not run from the pressure. Woo! Yeah, so whenever you're pastoring, there is an extreme amount of pressure. Um, dealing, dealing with me specifically, um, I come from a long lineage of pastors, mm -hmm. pastors before me. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a pastor right now. Mm -hmm. uh, my pastor have a, has a pastor. Right. Um, it's important to me. I'm not saying that, I'm, that I do this for them, but it is important to me what they think, mm. you know, and how they perceive me. That's good. You know, so, uh, I, you know, we've, you know, we've had services where you know i'm basically preaching to chairs you know what i mean we've had services like that um it's important that the pressure um doesn't get too much to you to the point where you're like ah oh, man <sighs> nah let's just right. let's just pack let's it up and a, go home yeah or let's just sit this week out right we right. need a break yeah, no, well, nobody's gonna miss it yes that is not true because yes. somebody is always knocking at our door yes and it's not because it's a sunday or wednesday this yes. is not even our house this is like we live at the church yes yes and they come here i mean we found um you know contributions for the day to come um, that people have con are willing to contribute for that service, but they may have done it earlier. Absolutely. They leave it at the steps, leave yeah. it at the door. Hey, leave a little note. Hey, we left this for Sunday. Yeah. You know, we want to just make sure the church had it early. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. That is amazing to yeah. me. So it's important that you stay obedient. You absolutely yes. stay obedient. Somebody's counting on us. Yes, absolutely. How about that? I remember a quick testimony. I remember um, this was um, so a sickness had went through my church. Mm -hmm. um, everybody getting sick, mm -hmm. you know, me included. I even lost my voice. Mm -hmm. um, so everyone's getting sick, and everyone's letting letting me know, which is a good thing. Let your pastor know, folks. <laughs> so and everyone's letting me know, you know, hey, pastor, I'm sorry, um, I'm not going to be able to make it this Sunday, you know. You know, and, mm -hmm. and, and, this, and it became a lot. So, mm -hmm. and then some understand. It was like back to back to back. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so here I am. Uh, I'm under some pressure here. Mm -hmm. You know, because I, I do not want my pastor mm -hmm. to to look or my pastors, mm -hmm. to anybody to look at that and go, okay, yeah, they're struggling. <laughs> you know. So what I did was, you know, I struggled for a second mm -hmm. on whether or not we're even going to have service. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
you know. You prayed about it. Yeah, I'm like, man, we're not about to sit up and, about and be discouraged. Said, nope. Let's go, kids. Yep. Chuck E. Cheese. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who's paying for that? Right, we right. We got a church to run. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But, Chuck E. Cheese outside. But with that being said, you know, I said, no, we're going to stay the course. Yeah, um, sure did. We had service just like if. Yeah. Pa- or, you know, Pastor uh, Greg Mitchell was in my living room. Yeah. We had service. We sure did. And, it was Holy Ghost. And through that obedience, we had somebody come. You know, she came yeah. late. Yeah. Right? She came late. Yeah. Um, but she was there um, radically saved. Yes. She met with God yes. that day. And I just said, you know, yes. thank you, God. Never again yes. will I ever struggle Delivered. with this. Delivered. Rights. Rights. So, um, with that being said. Look at that. God, you grew another level. Yes. Another yes. Level. It is important to stay the course and do not fold under pressure. Yeah. Any kind of pressure. Amen. Yeah. And just um, before we get on to my next question, I wanted to add that, you know, for wives, sometimes, you know, we could be kind of looking at the situation. You know, it is best to allow your husband to get with God without your input because sometimes your input could I mean you know it's never gonna uh over surpass what God says but it could sometimes be a little bit of a hindrance and I found myself on that day thinking uh yeah it's gonna have to be canceled because you can't talk and I ain't talking (laughs) that's not gonna work right right but I, I just said, oh, you know, I was okay with, yes, pray. You know, pray about it. I believe that God was going to answer him. Yeah. And he did. And I was just like, whoa, I'm so glad I didn't, you know, intrude on that or, you know, say anything. Um, but so, yeah. So, wives, you know, we play a large part on sometimes just being quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Seriously? Shut it up. What? That's right. That's what the Bible says. <sighs> See. Okay. <laughs> but while we're on this subject. Though, About I, shutting up? Yes. 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 I definitely <laughs> want to bring this up. And I bring this up because my wife is with me. Mm-hmm. And um, we don't have this. We don't have this issue. Mm-hmm. So we can talk about it freely and unbiasedly. Mm-hmm. Um, there is so many pastors that... Um, I'm meeting now mm-hmm. where the wife is in a need to be in some sort of form of leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and okay, okay, okay. However, the pastors that I am meeting mm-hmm. aren't checking them. <laughs> or you can tell there's a struggle. There's a struggle there. Um, so there's a struggle whereas, okay, uh, I'm... Um, I'm, I'm pastor's wife, so I should be able to lead song service mm-hmm. or I should be able to, to lead, um, I don't know, in some kind of capacity where I'm behind the pulpit. Okay. Um, and you could tell that there's a struggle because she'll be stepped, she'll, she'll be stepped down. Um, but then she'll come back, mm-hmm. you know. Or mm-hmm. she'll come down for a time and then she'll come back. So it's like, okay, so y'all clearly, y'all clearly, you know, are talking about this. And, you know, there's trying to be, there's dominion game there. So this is, this is my question to you as, as a woman. Speak to the, speak to the nature of wanting to, number one, being a part of your husband's ministry, which is right, and also to be involved to the point where you're also ministering. Uh, speak to that nature of just wanting to to play that role, but mm-hmm. being r- biblically right mm-hmm. with God. Well, that's really good because um, before any kind of pastoral pastoral ship, I struggled with that. Because I was independent, right. I was single, so I re- I always did whatever I wanted to do. Right. Um, and then you know, then salvation comes. I'm under Pastor Mitchell. Okay, I'm learning. Okay, yep. you no, know, keep getting bumped back down. You know, yep, yep. and not because he needed to speak to me, but just I was learning that things needed to change. You know, yep. I needed to learn that. So, um, but then going into marriage, that's different. Now yep. we're together. Now we're joined. Now things are going to change. I wasn't used to that. I'm kind of bucking when you say something, I don't want to hear it, yeah. you know, and then 
um, I might not fly off with my mouth. Instead, I was shut down. Yeah. That was the behavior of, I don't know how to respond to this. This is too much. I want things my way. Yeah. Well, why can't we just do it this way? It works out better. I'm trying to help you. You know, the attitude was, of, I know more. Right. Come on, I've done this before. You didn't have all these five kids. We'll just use that. Whatever it is, that yeah. might have been a, a thing. Right. And I had that persona of, I know more. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And you sh- you shut it down like right off the mm-hmm. bat. It was like, no, you're not in control here. Let me just tell you that. You know, and I, I never heard that before. Don't like, run, you don't run this. You don't run nothing but your mouth. That's yeah. what he yeah, said. He said, you don't run this. I and mean, I looked at him. I said, nothing but your mouth. Who is he talking to? Let me tell you something. I never heard that a day in my life. And I'm trying not to go off <laughs> subject here, but I wanted to bring it back on, you know, how initially that was already checked, right. which is why now. You know, right. we, we don't have those issues. But I never heard that before. I sat in front of him and cried. Mm-hmm. I could not believe he told me that I don't run this. What do you mean? So that's good. That's interesting. I ran every man before you. <laughs> Are you crazy? Uh, well, I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> but I okay. ran him out. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's interesting what you said. So, because me as a man, I can perceive that as, okay, it starts mm-hmm. before you even take over a pastoral. Um, sure, there's many ways to skin a cat, but for us, you know. You saw it, the issue right away and dealt with it. There was, we checked that issue right. before I ever became a pastor. So now that I am a pastor, we don't struggle with that, mm-hmm. you know, and by all intents and purposes, we probably should struggle with it. Um, you're very strong-willed, as you know. I was. Yeah, yeah. Right. I am. Right, am. Yes, but that's okay. <laughs> I love you. I love you still. But my you. point... My, but my, is it a good strong-willed for, like, God? Yes, of course. Okay. 1,000%. I don't like that word. <laughs> I know. I know. It's okay. Um, but, yes, um, sticking to the point, though, okay. is that we probably should struggle with that, but we don't. So that would be my advice um, to certain pastors that I can see are struggling in that dominion yeah. department. Yeah. Um, it starts first at home with your with your wife, with just basic living yeah. before we even get into matters matters of the church. You know, so yeah. Agreed. So you asked me the next question was how do I <laughs> still oh and stay in God with it how do you how do you stay so I, what I said was is that how do you deal with your nature oh as a woman okay just wanting to be involved and without okay. without, without going stepping yes okay so yeah okay that was the question so yeah so how is I stay in my lane so I'm so deeply connected with the women I found you know, something that I enjoy doing for the church that's not going to hinder any of the, you know, preaching or guidelines or things of our, you know, fellowship and how things are ran. I also, even if it is a, a knack or something that I like to do, I always ask you, mm-hmm. always ask you first. And I know that it could be something that's really little and, you know, not harmful, but I always make sure that I ask. And then um, going, so then, you know, that feel that security of like, oh, it's okay, mm-hmm. you know? And then outside of that, also with me doing that, now it's already embedded in me and I'm, I'm already yours. That's mm-hmm. teaching the women too that I can't just do whatever I want, even if it's right. nothing. Right. So, same thing for you, you know, everything's brought back to pastor, everything's yeah, asked, yeah. you know, for pastor. So, but um, besides those kind of like rules and like litigations, the thing of it is, is I found that speaking into their life you know spending time with them that's what i enjoy doing i strictly stick to the women and i give my all and so that is where i find you know their children whatever it is um whatever it is whatever the church needs are um you know i am solid in that okay okay I guess a lot of it goes into being empathetic too. We can't just always harp on people. Um, these um, these pastors that I'm meeting are, are have no affiliation with me or my church or my fellowship or anything like that. Right. But as I'm meeting um, these these guys, um, I try to be empathetic. And when they talk to me and they tell me these things, and you know, and I'm just like, okay, I try to place you in that situation. Like, okay, 
if my wife came to me and she really had a strong desire to like lead mm -hmm. uh, a uh, song service, let's mm -hmm. say, um, you know, number one, I you know, I, I guess I would I wouldn't entertain it, you know, but at the same time, um, this would be a long conversation I would have to have. Hey, let's you know, let's go into our chambers, let's talk. Hey. This isn't going to happen. I'm shutting this down now. But then uh, I try to be empathetic in the way of, okay, once you gain dominion in this area, okay, there is a, there is a certain truth to where if the wife is not happy, you know, <laughs> she can basically make your wife a little bit miserable. You know, oh, you won't let me lead in this area, so... Uh, I guess that means that I'm not going to cook your, your favorite dinner this morning or this, this afternoon or, you know, hey, I'm not going to go pick up your dry cleaning this Saturday. You know what I mean? So there's, there's a level of, hey, you know, the wife kind of, she has a certain influence, if you will. Mm -hmm. So I try to be empathetic to that. Like, okay, man, they're really struggling. You know, and here he is trying to get, trying to gain dominion in this area, right. and you know if he does, then he's going to lose dominion somewhere else. You know what I mean? So now it becomes a tit for tat. Okay, I'll let you lead this service. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I try to be empathetic to that. I don't even know how I would ha handle that if you had a strong desire for that. But um, yeah, I it wouldn't have worked out. Pastor Mitchell wouldn't have probably even asked. Oh yeah, of course. Of course, there's that too. But I guess just, you know, where I don't have the answers for, you can always go back to the Bible and say, hey, listen, if nothing else, you can point to where you two both agree at, which is Jesus Christ. Right. He reigns, he's on the throne. And if you want to get a little froggy, you can go another step and say, okay, what does Jesus say about this issue? You know what I mean? And you can go many ways with that. You could look in the Bible, something, most times it says it verbatim. You know, other times you can go to a, a pastor or somebody that you have, you put trust in that both of you can agree and say, yes, let's go to this individual. They have spiritual sense, okay. right? Um, but yeah, um, that would be my only, my only thing. We have to be empathetic and um, make sure that we, we also not just hold people accountable, but be empathetic towards them as well. So... One thing that I admire about you uh -huh. is that you are not sensitive. So you said sensitive? Yeah. You're not sensitive. In what context? What do you mean? <laughs> so I don't know if that's an insult <laughs> or if that's or, 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 or that's a compliment. So when you know, I remember verbatim sitting on Pastor um, Evangelist now, Evangelist Brooks couch. Okay. And you know, he's counseling us, he's talking to us, you know, well, what's, you know, Shakima, what's wrong? And I said, he doesn't care about me being pregnant. <laughs> and okay. he's like, what? You know, he's looking at us like, he's looking back and forth at both of us. Like, yeah. what in the world has he told you? Right. You know, because why would you think that? Right. It's like, well, what do you mean by that? And I'm like, because, you know, I'm talking about it and there's like no excitement from him. He's not saying things to me. <laughs> he should be like, it's like, well, what, what do you want him to do, Shakima? Do you want him to say like, oh, you know, I love this baby. Or you want him to rub all over your belly and like things like that. I'm like, yeah, you know, I got all excited. Right, I'm like, right. he gets it. That's exactly what I want. Right. Yeah, but he's not doing it. Oh, Lord, I know what you're about to say. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, what do you say? Because Paul is a robot a robot yeah, yeah, yeah and i just looked and i'm like what he actually that is ridiculous so what he actually said was he he, he warmed you up he said do you want him to rub on your belly <laughs> do yes you, do you want do you want him to say sweet words of affirmation yes to that's you? me <laughs> yeah, yes he, yeah he's not gonna do that yeah no, no. i was so <laughs> upset i was so upset right <laughs> so i'm like what this is not how it goes you know I, I thought in my head over years of how marriage is supposed to go. And in marriage, I mean, on TV, the husband <laughs> is all over the wife. He's like so sweet and so, you know, and I'm not, why don't I get that? 
That's pretty weird. Uh-huh. He, but like he says he loves me, uh-huh. but he's not saying sweet things about this baby that we're having. He just says, you know, regular things. And it's not with a smile. <laughs> and it's like, no, this is not what I expected. So, fast forward. <laughs> I have grown to like the fact that you do not respond through emotions. That makes me so happy. Oh, yeah. yeah That's okay, basically exactly what I was saying. Gotcha. And you have learned over time, you know, what my love language is, yes. you know, why that's important to me. Yes. You know, it started off with us talking about the baby, but then it went to other things like, yes. you know, I'm doing all this. And then, yes. you know, you always acknowledge me, always have acknowledged me, but I wanted more right, of like right, the right. words. I got to hear it. You know, I'm like, right. <laughs> right. more, 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 right. you know, so you have learned that. Yes, that was something that you acquired. But outside of that, well, if you're talking about ministry, right. I love the fact that you are able to see through things. You are not based off of, you know, the tears and the story mm-hmm. and all that. And I could be like, oh, my gosh, I'm yeah. crying with them. I'm crying. Yeah. And he's like nodding his head, you know, and just, you know, I'm, I'm like, did you hear that? Yeah. yeah. And then I learned later on that it was completely not true and right, everything right, else. Right. <laughs> and so, I could have been leading you into, right. you don't allow that. You get what I mean? So that's that goes hand in hand with pastoring too. Uh, because with that, that is a blessing in a form of your, I'm able to perceive through t- deception mm-hmm. with that because I have to contend for it, emotions. Mm-hmm. And which, by the way, sidebar, I'm very happy that you feel just so secure enough to share this on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> without talking to me about it. But no, it's fine. I told you it was going to be something that you couldn't have thought of. Right, right. Everything about me. Okay. (laughs) But it's all right. That's all right. Not glorifying you. Right. This is not about you. This is not about me. Right, right, right. It's all about God. Right. So with that, though, it goes hand in hand with pastoring because I can perceive through deception. Mm -hmm. You know, um, uh, I would like to say, um, I say this all the time, uh, Pastor Prescott planted the seeds so everything you see me walk in right now, that came from him planting the seeds okay. there in me. However, Pastor Brooks, he came and he watered Made the you seeds. a robot? No, he didn't he didn't make me a, a robot. <laughs> he he watered the seeds. Right. You know, he, he you know he he dug up the ground, he made Amen. sure it germinated Amen. and everything like that. So, so with that, there was a lot of um I don't know, I guess I could say that uh that could be a blessing and a curse because mm-hmm. you know you can look at <coughs> excuse me Pastor Brooks and that's one of the traits he has uh, you gotta run up to him and go oh, Pastor Brooks you never <laughs> know what happened and he'll look at you with a straight Stop. face and he cares you know Oh, yes. He really yes, does, wholeheartedly. But, but it ain't because of that. Mm-mm. That ain't why he cared. Mm-mm. He'll see through that in a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, and I believe that I inherit that from yes. him, that anointing, yes. where you can see through deception. <laughs> However, it is entirely flawed <laughs> because when somebody does come <laughs> and they are very hurt deeply and they go, Pastor, help me, help me. You know what I mean? You, you know, and I, and I and I'm like, oh man, I really want you know, I, you know, I yes, compassion is there, and I do help. I have a heart for people. I do. Mm-hmm. However, for me to be emotional yes. to the point where you see it, show it, yeah, I gotta contend for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> like, that's amazing. That's pastor, amazing that you could be honest. You know, I could be like, Pastor. I, I mean, God, God, you know my heart. You know, I'm. Uh, it's aching right now. Mm-hmm. But help me communicate that yes. so that they know yes. that I, it's not just lip yes. service. Yes. You know, that I really deeply care. You know, so it's a two-edged, it's a two-edged sword. Okay. You know, it's a blessing and a curse. And a lot of times when uh, I'm reaping the curse out of it, um, <laughs> it is a blessing to have a wife that is... A crybaby. Yes, a crybaby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm always doing. You know, Even more now. Because I definitely lean on you through that. You know, um, you can communicate with people on an emotional level. And sometimes I can just benefit from that. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, wow. 
Paul and Shakima really care. How do you know? Oh, because Shakima was crying with me for <laughs> hours and she said she'd be there for me. You know what I mean? And I know Paul is in total agreement with that. He was there too, mm -hmm. somewhere, you know? <laughs> and I'd be like, thank you. You know, I can lean on that, you know, mm -hmm. that through your communication emotionally, I can be like, okay, yes, thank you. Thank God Aww. for a wife. <laughs> You know. That is sweet. I'm, I'm, I'm getting better there. You know, I'm right. not, I'm not just a, um, a puddle. I've learned <laughs> to be, you know, firm and, you know, when I say things, you know, let it be what it is. You know, I've learned a lot of things during this time frame when it comes to emotions and dealing with people and, you know, how people perceive you and all those things. Yes. yes. So next question. Last question. Okay. So. Do you believe that your children have flourished during this time? If so, how? Yes, um, our children. <laughs> yes, um, our. I'll start with our boys. Our boys are blossoming into young men right now. Amen. Um, a lot of it is because. Um, all of them, 100% of our boys I love it. were missing that that dad factor mm -hmm. at one point or more in their lives. Yes. Um, going hand in hand to what we're talking about, um, the, the emotional side of it, you know, where they do something wrong and America, I have this thing called bear crawls. So when when my when my when my children are are being bad and they're a little bit older, you know, they're in their their preteens or their mm -hmm. teens, mm -hmm. I tell them to go outside and bear crawl. So mm -hmm. you get on all fours and you mm -hmm. crawl. Usually it's up a hill and back yep. back down the hill. Yes. So they'll do something wrong, and I'll say get out, mm -hmm. and they'll go. So now they'll go and they'll do that. A lot of times they'll come right back in and say, oh, dad, mom, Bam Bam's outside and he's, and he's laughing at me. He said he's going to punch my lights out. You know, he's a bully. You remember Bam Bam, don't you, mom? Right, Paul? Right, right. What? You know what I'm saying? So, and to go ahead and handle what we're talking about, they're getting used to us listening to that and going, get out. <laughs> You know, and now they have to go back out and face the music. When before, it, was, it may, may have been an emotional response. Like, oh no, Bam Bam's outside. I say, what? <laughs> Where's his mom at? I'm going to call and we completely forget. Right. So they have been trained mm -hmm. in a way now for the better part of about four years. Mm -hmm. And now at this point, they're blossoming. Yes. And they are... Quoting scripture to yes. people that are bullying them. Yes, quoting scripture. Big uh, time. Downgrading their church. Oh, you, yes. They're not saying nothing about no potter's house of right. bring in front of them. Right, right. 1,000%. And even now, now that we're pioneering, they have a hand in that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so, you know, they're, they're learning firsthand how to be dealt with by a pastor, not just dad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But also from a pastor's perspective, it's like, oh, wow. Okay, I have to do, wow, this is different. Uh, I, I did this act or I neglected this act with my room, mm -hmm. but I better not do this with these church chairs. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. It's completely different. It's different. Yes. And then when they, then they, you know, that behavior bleeds into the room. Like, oh, let me take care of my room. Like mm -hmm. I take care the of church. the church chairs. Yep. You know what I mean? So yes, it's definitely a big difference for the positive And I thank God for it. What about the girls? girls as well likewise with the girls they, what's their uh, favorite thing to do what well, number the one church. number one our girls and of, of course this is very biased because i'm dad our girls are very very mature and smart they're spectacular and i thank god for it mm -hmm. they're they just <laughs> <laughs> they make my job hard because i can't teach you something that you already know <laughs> and they know <laughs> Like uh, I'll take that back real quick. I, that that day where um, the church, I forget what we were doing, but we were dealing with people, fellowship and stuff like that. And with all the church stuff we had going on, 
um, the girls just did not have an opportunity to get their homework done. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. So, so they didn't have an opportunity yep. to get their homework yep. done because we're doing stuff with the yep. church. We're dealing with people. Yep. And, you know, we you, we get back home. It's like 11, 1130 at night. We all, we all pass out. We all go home. You know, I wake up around, what, six in the morning, yeah. six, seven in the yeah. morning, something like that. Yeah. You know, I go and I check on them. They're already up. They're dressed. They're dressed mm-hmm. and they're doing their homework. And their bus doesn't come until 9.05. Right. And so I'm like, yeah. well, whoa. what are y'all doing? <laughs> and, and they're like, oh, we're doing our homework. And I'm like, why didn't y'all do it last night? <laughs> like, oh, we didn't have time because remember when we got off the bus, we had to hurry up and get in the car <laughs> yeah. and we had to grab the church chairs. And we, I was like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Riley's like, we're doing our math homework. Right. What? Right, At 7 right. o'clock in the morning? <laughs> right. They're so responsible. Right. And then I walk in the boys' room and I look at them and they just, they knocked out sleep. No homework. No, no. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just something special about the girls. Yeah. Um, to keep it funky with you, there, there wasn't no real improvement with them because they're already... Uh-uh. Hey. They got the cherry on top because they they got the cherry on top because um, before service, they got your water ready. Um, they're making sure that everything's okay for you. Baby. What? They were doing all that beforehand. Okay. So what about the nursery? Thing. What about the nursery? They make sure that the rules is all right and set out. They do their checklist. Nursery's okay, new. Okay, so then maybe I am biased. Nursery's America. new. Maybe they I improve. Am, maybe I'm being biased. They improve. Because my expectation is... If we were still at our church and pastor's wife allowed our daughters to be a part of the nursery, they would be doing it there too. I just think that's my expectation. We can't you know be, I mean? that's, that's your expectation. Yeah, I'm talking man. about what they've been doing. I mean, that is they, a level up. They're just, they, they're just, they're awesome young girls. They Not are. saying that my boys aren't they awesome are. boys. They are, they, but, they are the bomb. But they are, bottom the, line. But they are, there is a big improvement. There is. Oh, yeah. But yeah. with the girls, I'm just like, my yeah. gosh. It's just, just like second nature to them. Right. For the home. boys, it's like, oh, we're getting it. And because we see the fruits, it's like, yay, whoa. I said, yeah. yo, y'all, yeah. y'all might have had a testimony since y'all was three, four years old. Yeah. Y'all got saved back then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I said, shucks, y'all saved. Like, yeah. right now. Yeah. But, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Children are definitely, you know, A1. So, all right, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you so much, Mr. Pastor Paul Peoples. We love you so much. And um, to everyone here, thank you so much for tuning in to Family of a Dozen in One podcast. Make sure you follow. Please click the follow button. We need your support. Please share to anyone that you think may want to be pioneering one day or um, you know, want to be a pastor's wife, whatever. If you think it could be encouragement to anyone's life, please share. Thank you so much. All right. See you guys. Bye.